Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome, everyone. My goodness, you know how much I love this song. And then all, all of a sudden, a cough wanted to come in. That's Jonathan's fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he handles all my coughs and he, you know, tells us what time the cough is going to happen. What and, is this? What you are know, we <laughs> talking about here? What is this? Come on, Jonathan. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. I've been here for over 25 years. And I say that because there's so many people who listen, but they don't call in or they don't necessarily, they haven't met me yet. And then I'll be at a mall, like I was at Maplewood Mall uh, one time, trying to retrieve one of my phones. And um, someone said to me, aren't you somebody on the on the radio? I was like, yes, I am. And they're like, oh, yeah, so when are you on? <laughs> okay, so there it is. Yes, we are on every Sunday night. From 7 to 10 p.m. It used to be 7 to 11. In fact, some of the calls that I get most often are about where is Michael Battle, my son, because we had so much fun, didn't we, Jonathan? We had a great time. It was a very interesting hour of radio every Sunday evening. And you know why? Because you came up with all of these. You like my sound, Michael sound. You oh, that, know that was just a tiny oh, sliver. Oh no, 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 let him hear it. No, no, let no, no, him no, no, hear. no. That was no, a no. tiny sliver of it. What the the dynamic was was you and your son in various moments clowning on each other, which yeah. I found great. We clowned on you. Don't don't try well, to you clown on me too. Hey, hey, yes. yeah, we did. Yes, we did. But innocent you, because we had to. No, you're right never innocent. innocent. That's not even in innocent. your vocabulary. Halo. I, it's not even in halo. your vocabulary. Oh my gosh. Halo. No, no. The halo might be on fire, but it's a halo. Well, if you have a halo, we are all in trouble. <laughs> That's what you know I've been love saying you, for the past 13 years. Thank you for thank you for listening. Well, we have had a great time over these 25 or more. I think it's more like 27 or 28 years at this point. And we've had a great time together. And I'm still having a great time. Yes, we used to be on for four hours. I have run into people who have said, didn't you do four hours on Sunday nights? Yes, I did for quite a long time. And then um, we decided, I decided, you know what, let's uh, let's do three hours. And so... Michael is not able to do um, the 11 o'clock hour or the 10 o'clock hour. So, yeah, but he's doing very well. So many of you have asked about him, wondering what he's doing, where he is. Um, he's just this beautiful soul. He and my daughter, both of them are just, I, I feel so blessed with the children that I have been given. And I always say to my children, you chose me as your mother. I don't know why you chose your father, that one. But you know what? They love him. They truly, truly love Clowning him. Clowning continues. <laughs> Expands, continues, whatever you want to call I'm it. I'm just saying. Okay, so hey, 
Halloween is around the corner, literally. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't like trick-or-treating. So last this past um, Friday night, the 27th, the Steels were a part of the Minnesota Orchestra's big event of the movie Get Out. And, of course, the orchestra played all of the, the music and sounds, and oh, it was so beautiful. And the Steels were singing all of the scary songs that we sang, and I am telling you, it was a blast, thank goodness. This is what I was wondering when when you were talking about the show last week, because mm-hmm. there's no, there are no songs that are associated, I guess, with the movie, or, or was there a soundtrack with written songs uh, associated with it that you sang from? No, no, no. So um, they did the entire soundtrack. They did the score. They did the score. They right. did the score. So um, during in, within that score, I believe we had nine songs. And forgive me if I'm wrong, but we sang nine songs. Some of them are just little pieces. Some are long ones. And other ones are, you know, bigger songs. Now, did that happen while the movie was running? And Yes. Okay. And, yes. And was there, did they have the audio from the movie playing with with the the video from it cuz that cause it was I, only the video it was only the okay so the they show. didn't have they didn't have people the the, the, the musicians the, uh, the the orchestra are the ones that offered the music right. and the steels were the ones that sung the songs that needed to be sung but it, but as far as the script you didn't hear mm-hmm. the script of the movie it was just the video just, of the movie no, okay you just watched the movie okay okay yeah, so people okay. and but it was hilarious it was so many people there and there were people screaming and laughing and doors were, you know, closing and slamming, which I started going like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to see all the horror stuff. Right. Um, but you have to because that's the movie. And we had to watch it to kind of see it. We They had a, a screen up just for the steals. And um, it was really something. I had to close my eyes a couple of times and look down. You know, number I am one. Not, I'm not the girl that does that usually, but it was something. We really enjoyed it. Number one, I will say this. Michael would be proud of you because he has been telling you to watch Get Out for years. For years. I mean, for it started, years. what was it, 2017 or 2018 it came out? Uh, I think 2018. It's, it's in one of those years. I'll look that up. But, I but, think it's 2018. But you're, you're, you're pretty, I think you're right. It's either 17 or 18. Yeah. And so I never watched it. My brother J.D. said, Geraldine, you really should watch this movie. It's really not a horror movie. And I'm like, there's blood. I mean, if this is not a horror movie, isn't that one of the things that denotes a movie no, is a horror movie. Not necessarily. If it's gore? No. Okay. I I don't I don't what? I don't think you need to have gore to have horror, to have terror. I don't think you need that necessarily. Okay, so throughout the years we've looked at a lot of the scary movies during Halloween. As you know, it's before Halloween arrives, you know, a lot of stations will start to talk about movies and what people think about it and why do they love it? And that's the big question to me. Why do you Jonathan, love horror films. You looked at me as if I've said this to you before, which I haven't, because I don't. I don't want. I don't like horror movies. You I'm don't? not a big fan of them at all. Oh, it must be my friend Rick then. You love uh, scary movies, is that what it is? You love it, or you don't like it? I I like. I can't hear you. I like scary movies, but you like scary movies. Yeah, Why? Because yeah. don't you know Jesus? <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> Jonathan, don't laugh at that. No, it's seriously. I don't like it. I don't like to go to bed with it because we always have to remember whatever we pour into our brains and into our hearts, it's real. And it can infect you or just affect you. Sure. Right? Yeah. 
I it's weird because I'll watch some of these crime procedural TV shows like uh, Bones and Castle, and I used to watch Criminal Minds. Oh yeah, and. and those... And why do you want to teach people about criminal minds? Why do you want to see episodes that are real, by the way? These were stories that came out of New York from that. Oh, no, no, no. What no, no, no. You're movie? thinking of like Law uh, and Order. Law and Order. And, yeah. No, no, no. Not Law and Order. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, isn't Law and Order like ripped from the headlines? It's, it's that whole thing of ripped from the headlines. I thought Law and Order did that much more than Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds probably has some factor of truth in, yeah. in the stories, but I don't think they're – like I said, ripping them from the headlines most of the time. But I'll watch some of those and I'll be fine with them. But the the, the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Jasons and the Freddy, uh, the the Mike Myers and all that stuff, no. No, yeah. that's that's not me. I, it's a whole lot more that are far oh, worse yeah. than the ones you oh, named, yeah. right? And um, I don't understand. Well, so talk, we have a problem. particularly about the Saw series. The no, Saw, no, I, no, I, no, and no, that's no, the one no, I would no, not. No, I almost no, said no. it. I almost said it. I was like, I don't even want to. So I don't watch any of that. I don't want that poured into my spirit. I don't. So when we were first asked by the Minnesota Orchestra to um, actually sing the songs of Get Out with, while the orchestra, um, I mean, and the orchestra was remarkable, you guys, just remarkable. The conductor, Sarah Hicks, was amazing. So there we were having to sing these songs and watch, you know, a lot of people watch the screen as we singing. And um, I have to tell you, it was a little frightening for me. Not in, Not like I was scared. I wasn't scared. I just wanted to go to sleep with peace at the end of the night. People came to us afterwards. You know, they applauded. They gave us a standing ovation. They loved what we did. But I am telling you, we have been rehearsing since, what, the end of August, I think, to the show that that opened on October 27th. And let me tell you, dude, I was scared that we were going to fail miserably because <laughs> at some of our rehearsals, I could not get it right because I kept saying to myself, now, why, why, why am I singing that, you know? That sort of thing. So was, there's a bit of a disconnect. Just for me. Yeah. Just for me, not for the rest of the Steels. But the whole event, all of a sudden, it was this beautiful thing that happened. And people were engaged and having a great time. You didn't see anybody scared, did you, Rick? No. Uh-huh. Exactly. It was really cool. People were just, they loved it. But so many people love gore, Well, too. this is the thing, because I know this is a series that, the orchestra does mm-hmm. with different types of movies. This this Children's was just movies, yeah. Right. This was just one that happened to be a a quote unquote horror flick mm-hmm. because it's around Halloween. But this was the second thing I was going to say. After Michael will be proud of you. Um, <laughs> this seems like a real cool way of of kind of going back in time, mm-hmm. where you have the old talkie pictures, the old you know the the silent films of the twenties where you have the orchestra in front, they're playing the music. You don't you see the people talking, but you don't hear them, and you have people in the in the pit or, or, or people that are singing uh, to help move the story along. Right. I think that's a really cool idea. Well, it's been along for a very long time. You can go back into the early 20s, you know. Um, it's amazing. Or- Orpheum Theater. It's still there, and the seats are so small. You know, the people were really tiny. Their hips were, you know, you put a bracelet around it. That's not the situation today (laughs) at church. Everybody needs to hear. If you're going to go to the Orpheum, and um, Can we put that in the history books, like the ones that Houghton Mifflin comes out with, the textbooks that they send out that people in the 
in the third twenties and thirties, they had hips that you could put bracelets around. Could we put that into history books? That'd be great. <laughs> I'm just saying that'd be that'd be hilarious. And there's nothing wrong with you know tiny people or thin people. It's just nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that in today's world, world, um, Americans specifically, you know, um, have some. The bracelets have expanded. Well, no, no, no. There are no they, bracelets. They, they, there are no need, bracelets need, for today. They need a lot of that spandex string. You know, you might have a scarf, but uh, let me tell you. <laughs> if somebody sits one with, next to me on the left and someone sits next to me on the right, I'm going to get up a couple of times just to see if I can sit down easily. Because sometimes people fold over to each other. They want to lean over and, you know. So basically you're saying you you would provide a hip check. No. I would not do a hip check because you know why? I'd be the first one in line for the hip check. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Didn't say but it had scary to, movies didn't say it had to be a, a, a vicious. I'm just saying, you know, little 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 hip t- hip tap. Just see where they're at, just see, you know, personal space. Oh, Lord, help him. Let us pray. Let anyway, us pray. <laughs> back to scary movies. <laughs> scary movies. Okay, so I don't like scary movies. I want to smile and be secure and safe and, you know, sweet with things. I love, you're going to laugh at this, I love Hallmark movies. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay, because I'm always waiting for the kiss. Oh, here we right? go. I'm always waiting for the kiss. And it's so sad that in a lot of their movies... The kiss is really awful. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. It's really awful. I'm just seeing you now write it, doing a letter writing campaign to the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Why are your kisses on the movies so bad? Oh, so bad. Why can't you make them more authentic? Because some of them just don't want to kiss. You know, some of the guys are going, ah, oh, you know, got to kind of look on their face like, oh, man, I got to do that twice, you know. You should you should ask your your partner in crime here what he thinks of Hallmark movies. No, nope, I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> They've already started the Christmas ones out now. Oh, we love uh, the Christmas ones. Those are like the best. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't even got here yet. Wait, wait. Did did, did you say okay. did you say we? You did yeah. say we. Yeah. We love the who's we in this room. All three of us, Jonathan. I'm sure you decorate your your place for Christmas. I am. I am. I am. So, oh no! I'm, no, I'm not I'm even. Wrong. I'm not even. I'm we're wrong. not even to Halloween, and we're talking about Christmas. I'm going to try. I'm going to try this. It's November. Is like what in two, three days? What are you talking about? Yes, two days? November. November. We no Christmas is not in November. Christmas is past November. We skip over November to get to Christmas. Yes, but you should. Never mind. No, uh-uh. You should prepare. Because here's, here's the thing. We can prepare after Thanksgiving <laughs> for Christmas. You can. Yes. But a lot of people prefer not to. Uh, they're, they're, they're not on my list. Okay. Well, here's the, the idea. I'm going to give it to the world. Here's the idea that I asked for the downtown council. I said, if we could just bring families down, take about four blocks, and in each block put big tree, a huge Christmas tree up, but it tells the story. All these things on the tree, it can be, um, you know, what we usually put on. But also put papers on there that tells about the story of, let's say it's just Muslims, right? That they, are, they come and they 
put up on there the the understanding of what a holiday like Christmas is to them and have the children you know write this write the you know just a few notes even if the parents have to write it for them to say okay this is what this tree is all about and then you go to um you know for people who don't want to do have anything to do with christianity or you know yeah I mean, so, then then you write that. about that and then Children or teenagers, however you want to look at them, but they start to learn about all of the people in the state of Minnesota, especially those in the the Twin Cities metro area where these trees are, come and read and see. It doesn't have to be at night. It could be, you know, dusk or dark. So first question, where would these trees go necessarily? Where would you put them? Okay, so some of the corporations used to put gigantic trees up. Do you remember those days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. Hardly ever anymore. Even downtown St. Paul, which really surprised me, right? But some of those companies have changed names so many times that – Well, some of those companies aren't even it. there anymore. I mean, right? you got you got buildings that are empty. Mm-hmm. I could see if there were, you know, the big corporations downtown. But, you know, just for example, when the Macy's building, the Dayton's building was empty – could you put something in there because it was vacant? So, so I you have to look and see which which buildings are occupied first of all. Second of all, you talk about having trees for different sects, you know, different religious mm-hmm, sects, mm-hmm. but if and, they, and non-religious. If they don't celebrate Christmas, would they really get into it? I I don't know if they it's just would. that our children need to understand. And and when I say children, we're talking about. The the teenagers, the college students, they need to know what these faiths are that are that exist in our state, specifically in the Twin Cities. And I think it could change things. I think the um, the teachers, the principals can all get together and say, okay, why don't we make sure that there are questions the children have to ask answer, because the question will already be on the tree, with information. I I think I think the the. The thought is good. I think the intentions are good. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of the implementation. That's that's where I'm thinking of. But I think your thoughts are good. Of, you know, people that celebrate Christmas might not know a lot about Hanukkah, right? Um, and might so not that's know anything about Hanukkah, right? That's something to learn. Mm-hmm. You might you might learn about Kwanzaa. You might learn about what mm-hmm. people do for the winter solstice. You know, different mm-hmm. things like right. that. I, I I think that's a good idea. Um, would this replace Holodazzle since there is no Holodazzle there this year? There is no hey, Tell me why. Why is there no Holodazzle? Money? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a symbol. Uh, a, a symbol that is that is known around the world as green, as mm-hmm. paperbacks, as okay. dollar bills. Don't we have what? Is it uh, $18 billion left? What is it? $81 billion? That's in the state. That's the state. I understand that's the state. I understand that. You got to get You got to get the city to... Talk to the state about that. I, I this, as far as I know, Holodazzle is a city-run thing, and so the state has nothing to do with it. But they, they just destroyed Holodazzle. I remember as a kid, and my kids were young. You know, they used to go down the mall, and that was just fantastic. It was mm-hmm. people were lining up outside and in the skyways looking at this. Now we got it in a park, which. Just I takes, don't even think it's in the park this year. I don't think it's no, it's not. This no, year, right? no, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they do not it. have fun. Mm-hmm. They do not have the funding this year to yeah. do it. So yeah. why is it that we keep taking away things from the children? You remember downtown St. Paul? There were lots of things for children to do about eight to ten years ago. I'll give now, you a, a, a couple reasons in my mind that this is happening. Mm-hmm. It's because of a lack of of um, what's the word I'm trying to think of enthusiasm toward it 
a lack of participation in it. You know, people, I would like to see the numbers for the Holodazzle event, not just the parade, but the event over from 2010 to 20 till, till COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I will bet you money that there's been a decline in the numbers of people attending the event. It's just people, some things lose their luster after a while. And some, sometimes they gain it back. Sometimes, sometimes there are just sometimes enough people do, that it, have moved it, here to the great state of Minnesota, but it, especially the Twin Cities metro area, and they're learning that there's something really special about this place. However, if we, our leaders do not, like the downtown council here in Minneapolis, if we don't see their enthusiasm, if we don't see them wanting to invite families back, Right. We like people were scared to death during the the covid time, scared to death to go downtown. I can't go downtown. Why can't you go downtown? Yeah. Downtown was not as is not as uh, the covid thing was not as bad as what happened after George Floyd died. That, I think, also scared a lot of people from coming back downtown. But what I'm saying is, yes, some of those things do get a kick in the pants, so to speak. But they may have to reinvent themselves. They may have to do some because just doing the same thing year after year after year, if it works for 30 years, but then that new generation comes along and I'm like, well, I've got this. I've got this. I've got that. I've got other things to distract me. Why do I want to go to this? The more they we may- learn about each other, Jonathan, the more we learn about each other, the better we are. And that's every individual right here in the great state of Minnesota. If we can just touch one person and say, this is what I believe. What do you believe? It's a sharing An understanding of who we are. And then all of a sudden, we actually get a chance to talk to each other. We actually get a chance to respond. We actually get a chance to tell our children our story, not just our our house and the story that's in one house. I don't think it's about that. Uh, being being in different houses. I think it's about maybe different generations in the same house. What people in the 60s grew up with what people in the 80s grew up with is not going to be the same have hold the same excitement a lot of times as what people in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2020s are growing up with it it change things change over generations some things hold but a lot of things fade away do you remember when Dayton's would decorate downtown i oh, i was yeah. not here at that time oh, oh it was, it was absolutely oh, I, I, stunning i i stunning. have no doubt however that it, I asked the downtown council, I called them, and I said, can you tell me, how do you see downtown? I don't see any Christmas. I have to go to St. Louis Park to see big, beautiful trees lit up and and people laughing and talking and drinking hot cocoa. It was just wonderful. So I said to them, I said, so, sir, help me understand what exactly are you saying about downtown and the holidays? And he goes, well, all the marquees are up. That's enough. And then, you know, those little pots, we got those silver and gold little sticks that go in. Now, mind you, they're on the, the concrete. Nobody's going to see that. So this is my understanding. This is what frustrates me about not being able to bring my grandchildren downtown so they can learn. And this is an opportunity, whether we do it this year or next year. Gonna say one more I just thing. hope we do it. I'm going to say one more thing before I have to break. And this is one of the other big reasons that. I think you don't see it as festive around downtown Minneapolis anymore. I think that downtown Minneapolis is more concerned with filling vacancies in the buildings that are no longer there. Barnes and Nobles, no longer there. Dayton's for a while, no longer there. 
you can't have a festive area. Dayton's no longer there? For a, I said for a while. It's back now. Before a while, that building was empty. Right. Still is. Not really. I mean, we've got some. They've got the Dayton's project yeah. in there now. Yeah, okay. But but when you don't have people in the space to say, hey, go ahead and put up these displays to show holiday cheer, you're not going to have it around. It You can't. You can't just go in and fill in a vacant space. You got to have. They're more concerned about, I think, right now about getting clients downtown and getting business downtown, and then off the back of that, they can say at Christmas time, "Oh, let's go ahead and decorate this this way." You got to get it filled first. I think we need to call on the people of Minnesota and just say, "Hey, we can do this together. We can do this." We got to take a break. We have our first guest coming up at seven thirty-five. Sean Kershaw, director of City of Saint Paul Public Works Department. We'll be back in a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is now 7.37 here at WCCO. Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. And my first guest tonight I'm very excited about. His name is uh, Sean Kershaw, director of the City of St. Paul Public Works Department. Why? Because last winter was really bad when trying to drive on the streets of St. Paul. Now, the sometimes chaotic conditions... <laughs> left many residents dodging potholes and ice ruts and, or navigating roadways congested with scattered parked cars. And the city's public works department has taken lessons from all the frustration and hopes to smooth out the roads much more this time around. So Department Director Sean Kershaw is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to describe the steps that will be taken this winter. Welcome, sir. How are you? 
I'm doing really well. It's great to talk with you. It's great to have you. You know, last year for me was terrible. I fell into one of those pots and I wasn't going fast. And then you try to call a police officer and they can take a long time when you tell them you're stuck in a pothole. Um, It's amazing how many changes we do need. And I'm excited to hear that that's what we're talking about tonight. Tell us what some of these changes are and how they will really um, make a difference for Minnesotans. Yeah, the first the first thing I want to point out is that last year we had more precipitation than we've ever had in a winter time. It was the third most snow, and we got three big rainstorms in that. So it was the most precipitation. It's the worst year we've had for potholes. We've spent the summer getting caught up, getting every street in St. Paul taken care of with potholes. But we learned a lot last year. So we're going to be implementing some new communication strategies some new ticketing strategies. Um, We learned a lot in that effort uh, to do things better in the coming years. You know, I was in New York last year um, just for a few days, and I have to tell you, they were were handling things better than we were. Um, So I'm just wondering, have you guys been talking to other states that are doing, you know, great business and that they're letting people know how they can avoid some of these uh, challenges that we've had in, in the past years? And if so, what states were they? Well, we've spent a lot of time. New York um, was unusual last year in that they had almost no snow all winter long, so it was easier for them. But we've been talking with Madison. We've been talking with Duluth. We've been talking with other cities. Um, Part of what we learned last year was we need to communicate better with people. So we're going to be implementing a new communication tool this year that we hope will um, do a better job at sending texts to everyone that's inside the city limits of St. Paul We're recruiting new ticketers. Um, We're changing some of our city ordinances to make it easier for us to clear streets um, where people traditionally park and they're not supposed to. Um, We learned a lot last year about we did two snow. We did two back-to-back snow emergencies. We implemented a parking ban and learned from that. The biggest thing we're doing um, differently this year is greater emphasis on communication with the public. Um, and in some of the details on how we plow the streets. So you implemented a parking plan? Is well, that what a you parking said? ban. Oh, ban. Yeah, so for for 21 days in March, uh, February and March of last year, we had a one-sided parking ban in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, meaning you could only park on one side of the streets to help us clean up the snow. Um, so uh, we learned from that. We hope we don't have to do it this year. All the predictions this year are that we'll, it will be average to below average precipitation and above normal temperatures because of El Nino. But the bottom line is we, is we learned a lot last year. We had a snow summit on October 14th where we brought hundreds of people in the community in to learn how to be alley captains, how to help their neighbors, you know, learn about the measures we have to move their cars, to move their street, their, clear their sidewalks so we can uh, clean the streets. So what, part of what we've been doing is really engaging the public coming out of last year's bad experience. Terrible so that they're experience. Aware of what, <laughs> yeah, what they need to do going forward. It was a really tough winter to have that much snow and all the rain that we had, which then just froze. Um, part of what we're doing is really trying to reengage the public so that they know their role in, again, clearing sidewalks, keeping corners clear, and moving their cars when we have snow emergencies. 
Okay, so let's talk about the senior citizens in this great state of ours, especially here in the Twin Cities. Um, it's amazing when you say, you know, we'll be able to reach out to people with iPhones and that sort of thing. But there's so many uh, Minnesotans who don't have iPhones, right, uh, to get the text messages they need or to get uh, the information. Um, like when they did that, um, what was that last thing that came over our phones, Jonathan, not long ago? Amber. Oh, it, Amber it, it wasn't yeah, Amber. Alert, but, yeah. yeah, but it was a different one. And it's really hard because we want to make sure that everyone knows what they're hearing and, you know, will have access. So do you feel like we are still on the right path to make sure that all Minnesotans uh, have the information they need when it comes to the snow or the weather period and, and what they need from, from you? It, it is tough. One of the things that we ask people is to look out for your neighbors, uh, because you're right. Not everybody has a phone. Not everybody uses text. So if any of your listeners go to stpaul.gov slash snow, that's stpaul.gov slash snow, you can sign up for email alerts and get them that way. If you're able to access that, you can look at a map that tells you literally down to your block face during a snow emergency where you can park and not park. Um, we're using a lot of we're reaching out to community groups to to reach their members, you know, whether that's community groups by geography or race and ethnicity. One of the most important things that people can do is to look out for your neighbors who may not have access to texts or may not be um, able to clear their sidewalks, for example, or even to move their cars so that we look out for each other. You know, when I was uh, on vacation uh, this past summer, um, in Los Angeles, I was. it was remarkable that we had a hurricane coming. Um, we had all types. It was like four different major things that were happening. And the L.A. communities were just relaxed about it. They were like, oh, yeah, it's just an earthquake. Or, I mean, we had like four things, major things going on. And I kept saying to myself, why is it so calm and cool here? You know, and when we get some of these um, alerts that, you know, tell us, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. A lot of people just sit back and kind of go, do I have to? I've talked to people like that. Do I have to do all of that? And so I'm sure you would say, yes, please do all of that. We're working hard to make sure that what you do to help really matters. You're exactly right. One of the things that I mentioned over and over again is that snow is social. So clearly at the city, we've got to do our job in terms of making sure the plowing happens as it should. Um, but we rely on the public. We rely on people to move their cars during a snow emergency. We rely on people to, like I said, clear your sidewalks. One of the most important things in a snow event is to reach out to your neighbors, is to reach out to your family, whether, you know, like you said, people might be more laid back about it in other places. One of the things here that we're really good at in Minnesota is looking out for each other. And snow and snowstorms and big snow events in St. Paul are a good chance to practice that as well. So the communication, of course, you've been working on that, right? Um, and you're planning to roll that out in the city this winter. So when does winter start for us to start receiving that? Well, if you sign up right now, you can go to stpaul.gov snow, and you can sign up for those alerts there. We are already in the process of getting ready for snow. And so whether we get, you know, a few inches, we're, we're probably going to get a little over an inch this week, which will be fine. But our, you know, our, what we plan for is starting about the middle of November is when we could have big snow events. So we're ready to go now, whether that's in terms of, you know, recruiting drivers, recruiting ticketers, being ready to go. So um, 
Mr. Kershaw, I'm just curious to know how we can get more of all of this done at the same time. It seems like, it, especially the Twin Cities, we have a way of pulling things out when we can because there are so many things that happen first before we are able to get all of that information out or make sure that we have enough plows or we make sure, you know what I mean, because there's other work to be done, right? Um, and yeah. I'm just wondering, what can we do to help you make sure that all of our communities have what they need or will be able at least to say, hey, what can we do? I would love a campaign to start like that when it comes to the snow and all that we have coming up. It's a a great, you know, it's a a really important point in that, again, we're all in this together. So I think for your listeners in in St. Paul, I gave them the instructions. But I think any city that you're in to go to, you know, Minneapolis has a great web page. Um, most suburban cities um, have winter parking bans that they don't allow parking on their streets during the winter time, so that makes it a lot easier to plow. It's more difficult to do that in St. Paul and Minneapolis. Um, but part of what we need to do is is communicate. And so each city has their own strategy to do that. We work closely in St. Paul with Minneapolis, and so we tend to call snow emergencies for the most part in tandem with each other, and that's help, that helps us to combine our communications with each other to let people know. How are you going to address all of the, um, oh my gosh, there's so much going on with construction. It's still going on, and I'm just curious to know in St. Paul, how is that um, maybe stopping you from getting as much done as you have before? Well, behind the scenes, like I said, we're getting ready for the snow, but you're exactly right. At the same time, we're finishing. We're just in the last few weeks of finishing all the pothole repairs. We've got a number of big construction projects that are going to be wrapping up in the next three weeks. Almost every city in Minnesota works right until it's too cold, you know, to use asphalt. And so the construction projects should all be done by the middle of November so that the streets can be clear, you know, in case we get snow after that. But but you're exactly right. We're simultaneously doing street sweeping in St. Paul. We're finishing our pothole patching. We're finishing our major construction projects. And we're getting ready for the snow. So it is a really busy time. It is a busy time. Hopefully we will all have a chance to see this winter um, a benefit for you know, the Twin Cities collectively, and maybe we can get ahead of what next year will have for us. I hope so, because it's changing. The The temperatures are changing, the amount of snow and what it feels like and how slippery it can be. And, oh, there's so much that we need to address. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you will be able to address those things for us. And I know you'll stay on top of it for the whole winter and maybe even into spring. I hope. I hope we don't have to go into spring, but and this is a longer conversation, but you're exactly right that climate um, has changed. And so, you know, if you go back 30 years, we didn't used to get rain in the wintertime. And now we're getting rain, we're getting big temperature change. So it's on us at the city to change our practices to get ready, you know, to be ready for the actual the way that snow occurs right now, which is different. I am so grateful to have you join us as our first guest tonight. Thank you so much, Sean Kershaw. Really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. (laughs) Take care. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is sit here and be with you. And, of course, you've heard the voice of, of Jonathan Lowe here for many years. How many years have you been here now, Jonathan? It'll be 14 in February. 14 years. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Here at CCO? Here, here in the building on 2nd Avenue in Minneapolis, South 2nd Avenue. That's amazing. Yep. So I want to let um, the listeners you know, know that we have about four minutes, about four minutes to take. Okay, we only have three minutes. Okay, let's get a couple calls or text messages about those potholes and how all of a sudden you'll come up upon something that's not right when it comes to driving the streets of the Twin Cities. It's really frustrating to me. I hit potholes even today. Today, deep potholes, smaller but deeper. So if you guys have any ideas of what we are supposed to do, you're supposed to call a certain number. I called that number when I was stuck in a pothole. It's not fun for Jerlyn to be stuck in a pothole, and I know it's not fun for you to be stuck in a pothole. So we have to do something about it, but it's not easy to find all the information. It's not easy to find out where you're supposed to be. And the first thing they said is you got to go so-and-so-and-so-and-so. They'll take it down, and then you got to call a police officer to meet you at the pothole. What are we going to have? Drinks? What are we going to do? We're going to sit there and have dinner? I mean, come on. You really I, – I had – my first pothole I ran into was probably about 15, 20 years ago here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. And when I hit that pothole, I thought my whole car was going to fall apart because it was old, you know, and it didn't fall apart. But the bottom line is that they tell us you're supposed to do this. You call the police, the police come and deal with it, and then you can get some of your money back. You know, um, they might be able to give you some money. And I've talked to so many people who ended up in potholes, and they didn't get the money they were promised. So it's really frustrating. (laughs) That's all I know. So if you have any ideas of what you've done to make sure that they reimburse you for that gigantic pothole that they knew was there for a long time, and we still have them now, today, today, we still have potholes and people are complaining. And if you haven't complained, God bless you. Yes, well, the Jonathan. Thi- well, the thing with potholes is it's it's going to be an occurrence up here in this in this area, especially because of the harsh winters that you have and just how they form, how they how the, the road, the concrete expands and contracts and cracks. And where are we getting the this. concrete from? Aren't we getting it from China? Uh, not that I know of. Can you look that up? I thought concrete we were getting from concrete China. from China. I thought we were. Am I no, wrong? Please I, tell I don't me if believe, I'm wrong. No, I don't believe we're getting concrete from China. Can you, can you prove China. it to me? I'll have to look that up. I've, this is the first I've ever heard about concrete from China for our streets. I, I thought that's what it was. Remember when we had that 35W um, went down, that bridge? Yeah. And I still cry about that. But it was just terrible. 
And the question came, where are we getting the concrete from? And I thought it was China. So if I'm wrong, please forgive me. I'll have to look that up. We'll, t- we'll take a look at it right now and see what we know. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.